All right. Um, we are live now. Yeah, Connor, we are. Do you want to check if we can hear well, us? We're live. I, I mean, we're doing stuff. I'm already recording, so um, we're already going. All right, game on. Game on. Uh, yeah, part two of episode one, I think, of on the Spotify. Yeah, we're putting this on Spotify. Special guest Pierce Parker on the first episode. Look at that. I'd like to give a <laughs> shout out to the late and great uh, Hank Aaron. He died 85 today, so. That's right. That's right. There we go. Talks about him in the first half, but it's cool. It's a good shout out. Um, yeah, let's jump right into it. We got um. Well, since you're here, here, yeah. Well, since since you're here, we'll just talk about the Jets for a second. Might as well just get that out of the way. Um, you hired a new coach. Yep. How do we feel about Salah, it? I'm absolutely ecstatic with the hire. I think more than anything, it's kind of just a culture change. Just watching the introductory presser, watching Adam Gase's quote-unquote crazy eyes to Robert Salah quoting all gas, no breaks. Definitely a little bit of a turnaround, and there's hope in the future as a Jets fan. It's better than the Lions head coach. Oh, only if he's going to break their kneecaps. That is that was, the weirdest press conference ever. That was strange. It was definitely strange. But as a Jets fan, I wish that Robert Slaw was – he brought that 49, 49ers defense to excellence. I wish he was going to be calling the plays. So we're going to see he's going to claim that he's going to be more of a CEO-type coach overseeing the, the whole operation. So we'll see how that goes. But I am excited to, for some new energy and a new face to be in the building. Well, as another fan of an AFC team, none of us have a chance here for the next decade. So, <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa! I'm just, I'm just being real. I mean, the Chargers of our three teams probably have the best, but that's right. Unless, yeah. unless the Jaguars do something stupid at number one. Eh, they're well, not going to. They're, they're not going. They can't mess this up. You never know. They can't. You never. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, Pierce, is um, in the press conference yesterday, um, old Cuzzy Salah was like a big fan of Sam Darnold. He's like, there's a reason why he's the number three overall pick. So do you think that they're going to stick with Sam Darnold or do you think they're going to go draft Justin Fields? You know, I think that he gave pretty vague answers, especially when I think it was Rich Samini of ESPN asked if he was going to be the starting quarterback next year. He kind of just said that he had to talk about the whole operation of Joe, Doug, Joe Douglas and his staff, and he wasn't going to comment on that, and it would just be premature to, to um, decide that right now. And I think that if you remember a couple of years ago with Cliff Kingsbury and jo- Josh Rosen saying Josh is our guy, I think that's kind of just a press thing. He could have said something along of Sam is our guy for right now, and I think that kind of shows him giving that big of an answer is that they're not really committed to him. And I think – either Zach Wilson or Justin Fields is going to fit well in the Michael Floor slash Shanahan system. So I think they're going to have to talk about a lot. I So early on, I was for, if they got the number two pick, I was for them drafting a quarterback. I've slowly started to change that. I don't know why. why. Um, I don't know why, but if I'm the Jets, unless you can get Deshaun Watson, then this is a different conversation, but we'll get into that shortly. I don't know. I just, just, I might go best available if I'm the Jets. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I think at that point, best available would be left tackle. But I think it's P9 Sewell, not the too well. Guy, the I don't think his guy. name. Yeah. And 
we just drafted a left tackle and he's a future, he's a franchise left tackle, you know? So we're not going to, we're not going offensive line. I think that you'd have to pay two left tackles, left tackle money in five years. And that's just yeah. not smart. So there's a lot of things that we can do at number two. I think we could also, if you do believe in Sam Darnold, which people smarter than me are making those decisions. If you do believe in them, then you, you draft back and you take Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase, you yep. know? and you get that draft capital and build through the draft. So I I'm think it's that. really just, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't knock it. I am, well, as you guys are well aware, I'm not too high on Sam Dalton right now, but I would give him another chance because I think he could flourish in the Michael Floor slash Shanahan system. I think it's a lot of short passes. It's a strong run game, and it's getting the ball in the quarterback's hands quick. So, and I think that's something that he would be able to excel at. Well, here's another question. Do you think – the Jets could trade. I, we, I'm, we're kind of jumping topics to the next one here, but it, do the Jets trade that second overall pick to the Texans for Deshaun Watson in the in a trade package for them? Is that a real possibility? I mean, you always want to hope that you can trade for a top five quarterback, but I don't think the Texans are going to trade him. And I think that Joe Douglas realizes that this is kind of a longer process for us, meaning that we need to build through draft. And I don't, I can't see him trading three or four draft picks and, and some mid round picks for, for him when we have too many holes to fill on this roster. In fantasy land, that would be nice, but I, I just don't see it happening. The best, the best um, package that any team has to offer for Watson is probably Miami. It seems yeah. to me they would probably give him to a, that top pick. I think it's third overall, which is the Texans to begin with. Um, and then, I mean, just future draft capital. I would assume probably one more at least first-round pick on top of that. Um, so, I don't know. I, I would say Miami has the best. You know, that team in Denver, they'll be, so, interested. They'll be interested. Well, I'm, I'm just saying they'll be interested. It's interesting think- you say that about Miami because they had players, like, doing anonymous sources to, like, reporters saying, oh, uh, two is, right. you know, not very good. So, it, I mean – going back into that locker room after the after the offseason and saying hey who's talking crap about me in the media and nobody's gonna say anything and it's gonna be awkward to try and win games with that culture around so i mean yeah the best move would probably to get two out of there i mean two probably thinks he's like hey nobody wants me to be here so why am i here yeah yeah i think not only does miami have one of the best packages to offer but i think they probably make the most sense too they're they're playoff ready they they, they should have made the playoffs this last year if ryan fitzpatrick is a starting quarterback they would have been a playoff team probably and their defense is ready and i think Deshaun watson would make them an instant super bowl contender all right i think the one team that should be interested i don't know if they will show enough interest but will i will say they would probably win the next three Super Bowls if they did so, San Francisco 49ers. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, if I'm the Niners, I would be uber interested in that, but I would understand why they would be hesitant. Yeah, and they just got – the Niners just got three or four um, 2021 and 2022 third-round compensatory picks for um, their head coach, who's a minority, got hired to the Jets, and then their um, huh. player, player personnel, who's a GM, got hired um, – I can't remember the team, but they're both minorities. Um, so they get those third round picks due to the new wow, rule. So that's the first I think that's the first time that's happened in NFL history, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they got they got two firsts for Robert Salah going to Gang Green. Or two thirds, not first. But huh. 
That's so a good. That's first, a good rule, though. I mean, I, I, the Chiefs' the enemy is hasn't gone anywhere, which is kind of weird to me. I think, but I mean, that's a good rule, though, for minor if minorities go somewhere and you you know you get the picks if they leave, which is I think that's a good that's a good rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Benigni by enemy, um, I I haven't really looked into him too much, but I did see um, some reporter at Chiefs practice asked if he was kind of upset or hurt about how he just kind of is always looked over and it's on Twitter. You guys can go look at it. And he gave the most positive uplifting answer. And that kind of just made me feel for him because you've seen reports saying that he doesn't interview well. And by that little minute to two minute Twitter video, it looks like he's a pretty good interviewer and he's a pretty good motivator. So I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with him. There's still one team left Houston. So maybe they scoop him up, but we got to see what happens. I, I will say this. He probably should have been the first coach hired, but as a Bronco fan that expects their head coach to be fired with him this next year, I'll take Eric the enemy in a heartbeat if he's available next year. Well, hold on here. You said, so like when we were talking earlier about, you know, who the Chargers should hire and you said, you don't think that he's going to going to go to a division rival. So what makes you think that he's going to go I, to no, the Broncos I, all of a sudden? I agree. No, I agree. That's wishful thinking. I do not think he's going to. I do not think he's going to. That is just the Bronco fan in me hoping that that happens. It won't. But speaking of that, though, we'll jump from well, we got we'll something go into in the, the chat. championship stuff last, but last, but we'll go into these head coaches. Um, Chargers, Brandon Staley does absolutely nothing for them, but he's a good coach. Okay, first off, he just coached the number one defense in in the NFL. So right. I mean, he can elevate our defense higher than it already is. And then he's going to call plays, unlike Salah, who isn't going to call plays. He's going to call defensive plays, which I think is smart. Plus, he has the ability to bring in – because he knows what a good offense is run like because he's seen Sean McVay run his offense. So he knows how to hire a good offensive coordinator if they're going to run similar stuff. I did like his interview yesterday. I watched it um, where he said that they're going to build the system around Justin Herbert instead of making Justin Herbert get into a new system, which makes a lot of sense, and I like that. And – I also like that he said that everything's going to be competitive. So practices are going to be competitive. Everything's compete, 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 which I think we kind of struggled with in the fourth quarter last year was like we got out-competed, I felt like, in a lot of games because, you know, we had those one-score games where it just – the last drive of the, the game, they, we just got hammered. So, yeah, I like well, that. I think, I think Brandon Staley is a good coach, and he's a good hire for the Chargers. But I've just had a problem this whole time with them firing Anthony Lynn to begin with. Charger fans just wanted change for no reason when he finished strong. He's led this team to the playoffs in the past. I don't know how much one year it takes the Chargers. What do you mean one year? His, the Chargers are bitten by injury every single year. I agree, but you can't say that he's led the uh, – Yeah, you happen- can't. You can't look at those fourth-quarter meltdowns game after game after game and say that he's the right man to lead for the job. There's there's nothing that tells me Anthony Lynn. Same thing. If Anthony Lynn was available, I want the Broncos to hire him. He's a good. He coach. is available. <laughs> no, but I mean, as a as a vacancy, I'm saying for the Broncos, they still oh. have it. Okay. Well, I'm just saying it's a culture change, like like the Jets. It's that's yeah. it's giving up or it's not giving up, but it's losing in the fourth quarter. That's what the Chargers are known for these days. It's like oh, fourth quarter, Chargers are going to lose. It's like the right. Falcons blowing leads. It's like, but they also. These past years until this year, they didn't have what's going to be a top 
10, probably top five quarterback on the roster for the next however many years. That's fine, but that's my point. I don't know why he's a rookie. He dominates, and then you get rid of his head coach and his entire system that he had to begin with, and now you're starting over all again. This is already the most. This is already one of the most talented rosters in the league. The Chargers. I do like that point you just made about Herbert being a top ten quarterback this year and then getting rid of the guy who who put him in that position yeah. to succeed. But contrary to popular opinion, I actually love the Brandon St- or yeah the Staley hire. And just because I heard reports that McVay said that there's one guy, one guy fo- more football crazy than him who just is all about it. And he said that's Staley. And I think that pick players pick up on that and they know when their coach really wants the best for them and loves football. I am interested to see if uh, Staley is going to bring over somebody from the McVay tree and they're going to mm-hmm. kind of run that Rams offense. Cause I don't think Herbert really fits in that offense, but we got to wait and see. I think v- uh, Herbert's a little bit more of a vertical threat than anything yeah. the Rams has has to offer. Yeah. And then, um, so some more head coaches, Eagles <laughs> hired. It blew my mind. It, I yeah. didn't even, I didn't see him getting a, a head coach request and interview anywhere else. I, that one completely shocked me. Nick Sirianni. Never that was the first time I heard that name when they announced that they hired me too. him. Me too. I'm completely, completely confused. Uh, my prediction, the Eagles think, will be drafting number one overall next year. Wow. wow. Yeah. Who's, who's the starting quarterback next year? Doesn't matter. They're all garbage. I thought Jalen Hurts played pretty well. To end the year. <laughs> Maybe it should be uh, Nate Sudfeld. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> If they're looking for the number one pick, then yeah. Yeah, or they can draft another receiver that's not as good as the ones at the top. <laughs> I it just almost seems like the Eagles are just chasing King, uh, Frank Wright's coattails. They're just going and hiring his OC now. It's mm-hmm. just, they're kind of they're kind of looking for that spark back. But that hire just made zero sense to me when Brian DeBall is out there for taking. And mm-hmm. it just it just doesn't make sense. And then so the Falcons hired Arthur Smith. I actually liked this hire. Um, Raheem Morris did a pretty good job, I thought, for the Falcons at the end of the year as an interim. But Arthur Smith is a pretty good option, I feel like. He was good with Tennessee. Um, and then Lions hired this Dan Campbell guys. I Okay, I like him. <laughs> I think he's awesome. <laughs> I think he's awesome. <laughs> I mean, the man drinks a gallon of coffee. In the morning, it's and then he awesome. said he's gonna bite someone's kneecap off. I think it's awesome, dude. He's a psychopath, dude. If you're and a Lions fan, you probably think you're going 0 16 next year. Oh, if I you're know, yeah. no, if you're a Lions fan, you like the grit that this guy's bringing. He's bringing like, the, yeah. De- yeah, the Detroit grit. I, I can see that that Detroit grittiness that they're gonna go and they're fall just... down twice and they're gonna bite the kneecaps off three more times. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting. Awesome. It was uh, not. It was one of the most bizarre interviews I've ever heard. There's, they're gonna run out of walls to run through in that Detroit locker room because, like, my goodness, those speeches are gonna be electric. And then, oh, last but not least, Urban Meyer to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Meh. Meh. Well, I, I, I actually like this. Connor, you said meh. Yeah, I said meh. Do you want me to tell you why? Yeah. Uh, so college coaches um, 
Pat McAfee said it best, I think. Um, college coaches control every part of college players' lives. And NFL players are like, hey, man, I'm a grown man. I know what to do. So I think it's going to be hard for him to find a different balance to do it. Not many college coaches have done well in the NFL, minus Pete Carroll. Um, so that's I think he's going to struggle with that, trying to find the balance of being – you know, still a coach, but still kind of being like, Hey, like, you know, I'm your guy. Like you can, no, I don't even, I don't even know if Pete Carroll can coach sometimes. <laughs> Some of the stuff he does. But I, I know, but it just saying su- success wise, I mean, yeah, they've done pretty I, well up there. Yeah. I think um, it all kind of depends on who he hires as a staff. I don't want him to go and chase just a bunch of old washed up college coaches, college coaches. I, what's, um, Lovey, Lovey Smith. I know he went out and he hired Lovey Smith, and that was like, okay. But I think a big thing for him is health wise, let's see if he can sustain in the, in the league for a couple of years. You know, he came out and he said that he wasn't going to have this super fiery passion of practice because that's what was making him just dwindle down and his heart was just giving out and his, his mind couldn't handle it. So he said that he's going to have his assistant coaches at practice at least kind of have that fiery side and he's going to be the calm demeanor kind of overlooking things, but football can see how long that lasts in Jacksonville. Exactly. Let's. So I think, I think health is a huge thing. He he took a two year break on a, in a pretty major health issue. It's a pretty interesting point. I've never, I haven't heard that before, but I agree. I think, I think he'll nail these next three drafts. Yeah. I I could totally agree with that. Yeah. But We'll see. I like Urban Meyer coming from an Ohio State fan, so I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I wish that Trevor Lawrence wasn't landing right in his lap, and I wish he was going to gangrene, but I'm, I'm wishing him success. Well, you never know because, I mean, he, he Urban Meyer coached at Ohio State with Justin Fields. So, yeah, he recruited Justin Fields. Exactly. So you he could never go know. with his guy. Never know. Since he's in charge of the pick pretty much. Is what I I've mean, you, you don't want to say no, no, but that would just be the most idiotic thing of this generation. Be Jaguar-like. Yeah, it would be Jaguar-like completely. But I just, as much as I hope, I just cannot see that happening. So we'll run through some quick stuff before we get to the conference championships. Uh, Steelers signed Dwayne Haskins to a one-year deal. Also interviewing Hugh Jackson for their offensive coordinator yeah. position. Good job, Steelers. Uh, Bengals are getting new uniforms. Uh, Broncos Super Bowl winning head coach Gary Kubiak retired. Um, yeah. Just quick stuff there. Well, I'm, I'm just pointing it out. It, was, it uh, made the nips. Um, so here we go with the conference championships. We will start with the Bucks versus the Green Bay Packers in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field Sunday at 12 o'clock. Bucks 27, Packers 24. Bucks are going to the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady's getting the seventh ring. And here we go. Connor, we'll give you this prediction next. He's a bad man. I mean, he's – it's ridiculous. He's like, they went out and drafted quarterback, plays the best season of his life. Nobody can stop them. They just play the number one defense and they drop, what, 32 on them? Yeah. There's some, so, do you think the Bucks defense can stop them now? I mean, they did no. early in the year, but now they're, now they're 
clicking. They they have the full playbook to go with. It's and they're playing in Lambo with. It's like it's not going to happen. It's not even going to be close. No, I'm going. I'm agreeing with you on that. I'm saying 31 Packers, 20 bucks. Parker, you're a somewhat of a Packers fan. Do you have any? Uh, well, I say the Packers are going to win. I uh, don't have a score in mind. I'm going to watch, but yeah. say a score. What? Just say a score. Fun to fun. All right. <laughs> but, All right. Uh, also, Antonio Brown's not even going to play this week. That's another I've, thing. Yeah, I've heard he might not play. Is no, that he, for sure he's out? He's out, yeah, with a knee. Knee injury? Yeah. Okay. That's what the, the Twitter said. The, so, the big thing for me, I think Connor's right. I think the biggest advantage that the Packers have is playing at home this weekend. They are the only team in the league that's going to have any sort of home field advantage this whole year, and this is why they yeah. have to the number one seed. Yeah. Is um is it going to be snowing out there in Wisconsin? Find out. Yes. I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, Tom Brady has played in the snow before, obviously. The only one. Yeah. Sunday is <laughs> it's the only day of the week that snows, but it's supposed to 60% okay. chance of it. Okay. It's, That's fun. Yeah. What's so, better than football snow? True. In Green Bay. I, I agree. Yeah. I think that while Brady and Gronk have played in the snow, who else has on that team? It's a, it's the same thing as the Rams. It's why I didn't like the Rams going into like last week against the Packers either. You're having two, two fair weather places going to Green Bay in the cold. I mean, Goff played pretty well last week. I'll give him credit there. But And I'm yeah. sure Brady will play relatively well this weekend too. But the Packers are just comfortable right now. They're comfortable. They're rolling. They are. Their offense is rolling. Yeah, yeah, I mean, who can stop Devontae Adams at this point? Yeah. No. I mean, Carlton Davis did pretty well uh, on Can't Guard Mike last week. Yeah, but Lancard, yeah, it's like our Mike had a torn labrum or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, see, I, I admit that the Packers' offense is completely rolling. Watching that game against the Rams was special. It was just – Every possession, you thought the Packers would go out there and score a touchdown. It was yeah. ridiculous. But I think that the Bucks kind of clicked at the right time. And yeah. I think Todd Bowles, former Jets head coach, has that defense rolling right now. They got pass rushers. Their, their secondary is to be desired a little bit. But if they can get to Aaron Rodgers, especially uh, Shaquille Barrett without David Bakhtiari, and they can put some pressure on – they can put some, put some pressure on Aaron Rodgers, and I think this game could have a chance to be a classic. The one thing I will say is I don't think either of these two teams are the same team when they played each other earlier in this year. They're completely out. So well, the that's Bucks, the fourth team I've ever seen Rodgers play in his career. I, he played the Broncos once where he had 90 yards, just throwing that out there. Yeah. He had 90 yards and got <laughs> completely destroyed by the Super Bowl 50 winning defense. But um, other than that, that, that was the worst game I've ever seen Rodgers play. I don't see that happening twice yeah. at home. That was the uh, lowest QBR of his career, that game. The only thing that gives me a little bit of concern regarding the Packers is that when Brady and Rodgers have played off in the past, these are the kind of settings that Brady thrives in, essentially. True. But Rodgers has the best QBR in the playoffs of all time for a reason. He'll show it on Sunday. I think we need to – the key for the Bucs is – they have a tendency to kind of start slow and 
You know, they, they can't they can't start slow. If you start slow against the Packers, they're gonna go in the 14 0 hole in the first quarter and the game's gonna be yep. over. They started slow against the Saints, but Drew Brees just doesn't have the arm anymore. And that was, you know. Yep. So if they start the way that they started last week, this game has potential to be a blowout. It does. It and and I think the same thing for the Packers. You don't yep. want to fall behind early to Brady either. I mean, I trust Rodgers to get back in the game, but yeah. Still, you don't want to fall behind to either of these quarterbacks. So I think there is blowout chance on either end. I think you're right there. Um, Connor, any final ones before we move to the other one? Um, I think it comes – I mean, it's in the snow, and I think it's going to come down to short little passes, which Rodgers does really well, and the running game, which I think that the yeah. Packers have a really good running game as well. Yeah. Aaron Jones. Is Aaron Jones. a three-headed monster now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, fresh, fresh legs at all times. It's pretty yeah. ridiculous. I mean, is Ronald Jones coming back for the game? Is that, or is I it just going to be Fournette? Okay, I don't quote me, but I believe both are healthy. So it should be interesting uh, to see that the running yeah, game, especially. It'll it'll probably be the first and only playoff matchup between Thomas and Aaron. So we'll see what happens. Uh, going to the other one though. The game I care about, stream amounts. Uh, Buffalo Bills, nobody circles the wagons like them, heading to Kansas City to face with the defending Super Bowl Chiefs. Anyone can start. Is Patrick Mahomes playing? Is, yes. we do does anybody know? know? Do we you, do not know. You know? That's that the key in this. My guess is yes. There, the Chiefs had this weird thing earlier in the week where he practiced at full capacity, but then they retreated on it and said yeah. that he was limited when yeah. he was practicing the whole time. I don't know if he was concussed. The more I've heard about it over the course of the week, I don't know if he was concussed as much as it was a neck injury. Well, neck so, injury is more scary though. than the – For sure, it is. Yeah, that was – that was kind of terrifying watching that, just him not even be able to stand up on his own. Yeah, and yeah, none of shows on my body. Yeah, yeah, but I think that I mean, it all obviously it depends on Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes if he's so, playing or not. We're going off so. the notion that he is playing. Okay, then as much as I like the Bills, I hate the Bills because they're in my division. But as much as I like the Bills game. I got to go Chiefs 31, Bills 27. Connor, I'll let you – or I'll go into it first. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Bills 28, Chiefs 27, Super Bowl bound. Let's go. Wow. Let's yeah. go. Bills Mafia. Well, it all comes down to who's a better quarterback. In my humble opinion, I think it's Josh Allen. And Right um, now, I agree. Uh, right nice. now, I agree. I said it at the beginning of the year before the season started. I was called a madman. I said Josh Allen was a very good quarterback. I was laughed at. I was called a loser. I was called a clown, especially <laughs> by this guy. Down here in the bottom left. I was oh, laughed at. And look look where we are now. Josh Allen's a good quarterback. Top three, in my humble opinion. And you don't think that Josh Allen's going to play hero in the underdog bills? The underdog Bills going into Arrowhead and beating Patrick Mahomes? I absolutely think that the Bills are going to win that. Well, I think championship go roll into the Super Bowl. I think Josh Allen's had a better year than Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. Yeah. I I just, I just do. Yeah. 
I could I could agree with that. And I would I would like to apologize to Connor live since I haven't had the chance to for um absolutely diminishing your uh, Josh Allen opinion. I was completely wrong, and I think we all know who's the better quarterback in this Sam Darnold Josh Allen debate. That's true. So I would like to formally apologize on the TBBH show. Hey, I, hey, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate um, that. But yeah, I don't. I, I'm not gonna lie. This is an emotional pick because I want the Bills to win because I just can't stand the Chiefs. If it's the Bills in the Chief, if it's Bills versus Packers, this will be my favorite Super Bowl matchup ever that didn't involve the Broncos because it's just I hate the Chiefs and I hate the Bucks because I hate Brady. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm all in on on Bills Packers, but I need one pick to win our Pick'em League, right? So it won't surprise me if I get zero. But we'll see. I think it all depends on um, these defenses. We know these offenses are both completely electric and can put points on the board in the snap of a finger. But it's going to come down to Tredavious White and Tyree Kill and Legereus Sneed and Stephon Diggs. I think that's kind of what it dwindles down to and how these uh, pass rushers can get to the quarterback. Don't forget uh, all pro wide receiver Cole Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> Second team, but yes. I don't know how he made um, second team All-Pro. He didn't even have a 1,000 yards. Well, he had more receptions than ever, than anybody else. Yeah. Just, for like, short little thinkers. You know, I mean, he's called Beasley, man. Five-yard five yard ends. He's a rapper, though, so he gets yeah, – he, he, he is a rapper. He completely destroyed my uh, – what was it? Oh, yeah, it was my uh, player prop. Yep. So – Final predictions here. Connor, you have Bills versus Packers in the Super Bowl. I have Bills versus Packers. Pierce, you have Chiefs versus Bucks. Yes. Oh, I don't want that. No offense. We'll see. Parker, you have Bills Packers. Bills Packers. There we go. Three versus one. Three versus one, but I'm the lone soldier here. Watch it be Chiefs Packers. Yeah, Chiefs Packers. Well, I would like to join the show again. Um, the day after or a couple days after these uh, championship games so I can come and claim my victory. Okay. <laughs> you got it, buddy. You, you got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You are, you are now booked down for revenge tour. Yep. Yeah. It's coming. Um, yeah. We have four minutes left. Um, just quick stuff real quick. Yeah. Mahomes still questionable. Bills will be looking to make the Super Bowl for the first time since 1994. Wow. Heck yeah. Wasn't that the last time that they made the playoffs as well? Might have been. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it, it might have been. I think it was. With Doug? Doug the quarterback? Doug who? You talking about Jim Kelly? Jim Kelly, that's what I meant. Jim Kelly. Okay. I get them uh, and uh, Doug Flutie and him mixed up sometimes. Yeah, Pierce usually joins us for basketball stuff too. So I I wrote down three quick things. Um, Colin Sexton, the story of the week, in ridiculous fashion. I, he's probably the most improved player. Him or Christian Wood, in my opinion, this year. Um, but he was ridiculous. He, he went berserk against the Nets. It yeah, was ridiculous. With attitude, bro. It was ridiculous. I I am starting to see, and I'm not going to judge the Nets off one game of what with the big three. But you're letting the no Kevin Love, no Darius Garland Cavs drop 145 points in your head? That's the worst defense in the league against the worst offense in the league. How are you going to stop these deep deep Lakers who can can have anybody score 20 bomb at any point? I just, you know, it's just – How are they going to stop the Sixers or the Celtics? 
yeah, no, it's they they are going to score the ball and they're going to shoot out the gym, but they can't guard a, a washing machine. Yeah. Um, other NBA stuff. Um, Sixers have the best record in the East right now. Embiid appears to be the MVP favorite early on. Um, you know, second best center in the league, but he's had a very good start to the year. Behind you, um, you. huh? Behind who? Behind Nikola. Oh, okay. Okay. Jokic should be number one. He's a more complete player. Um, Grizzlies Grizzlies have postponed their next three games due to COVID stuff. And 15 years ago to the day, Kobe Bean Bryant dropped 81 points at home against the Toronto Raptors. Rest in peace. That's right. One of the best shooting guards of all time. Second best shooting guard of all time. The fourth Again. best player. I gave him a lot of hate growing up. But yeah, you did. I think, you did. I, don't, don't think I don't remember that. I, but there's a difference between hate and respecting somebody's game. I, I hated on Kobe Bryant because he was a threat to LeBron, but I always, always respected his game. Facts. That's where I'm at. That's where I was at, too. I got a, I got a number eight Kobe Bean Bryant jersey in my closet up here, too. That's right. Um, All right. So um, that's it. That's it. Um, this will be posted on YouTube and Spotify and Twitter. Yeah, that's true. Go, Go team. All Ready? Break. Right. Thank you guys for having me on today. I'll see you guys next Eight time. More. Peace. See ya.